Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and as you all know, I've been spending a lot of time in a research phase of my human journey. My life tends to oscillate between investigation and teaching, between research and guiding. Like all of my life, this yin-yang balance is neither concentrated on one or the other. Life is not an either-or function, brothers. It is a both-and function. It's not about the parts, it's about the totality. The oscillation isn't out of one phase and into another, but rather a shift in weight from one to the other. And I want you guys to understand this because this is really what it means to have balance. Balance doesn't mean putting everything into one thing and then everything into another. I always teach and I always investigate. It's never all or nothing. However, it's not a 50-50 split either. It's not a 100-0 split, right? everything into one and nothing in the other, but it's also not a 50-50 split. And this is the oscillation that I call balance. It ebbs and flows from a 70-30 to a 30-70 and back again. And recently, I've been weighted more on the researching and investigating side of my journey. And as most of you know, many of this has been in the jungles of Peru and Mexico, as well as sourcing several texts that have been difficult to find. All of this research is leading to a new level of teaching and guiding, which I can feel is emerging currently with this message. Those of you that have been with me over the years have no doubt witnessed an evolution in the mission and a deeper meaning in the message. My life has taken on an entirely new perspective, a paradigm shift that has occurred due to experiences that are barely describable. It is something that has left me a new man, more astral than physical, and ready to take all of you to another level of teaching and guiding that you haven't seen or heard before. Now, brothers, I'm going to build with this one. I'm going to build on today's episode because we're going to begin with intention. And I'm going to ease you guys into this because intention is a powerful thing. One of the reasons we are here as human beings is to learn how to believe. Our beliefs manifest into creation. Our beliefs are so, so important to the physical realm. And intention is an aimed belief. It's important to have intention in our beliefs because the intention is the desired outcome. It's the goal that we're aiming to achieve. So when we learn how to believe, we must also learn how to direct and focus our intention so that we can achieve, we can manifest the desired outcome. Brothers, our soul is essentially divided into three layers or coats. It has like three coats that we put on. We've got our soul in the center and we put on the first coat, which is the causal coat. Then we put on the second coat, which is the astral coat. And then we put on the third coat, which is the physical coat, the form, the mind, the emotion, and the body. In the universal truth, these are thoughts, feelings, and actions. In the physical plane, we strongly identify with the body and therefore with our actions. In our unconsciousness of self, we think that it is our actions that create our results, that cause is action and effect is result. 
This is a prevarication brought about by illusion, forgetfulness, and unconsciousness. And I've talked to you guys about this before. It is illusion. It is all illusion. It's illusion in the third dimension that we are aiming to pierce through our remembering, the remembering of our soul, the remembering of that core being that resides within all three layers of these coats that we put on. When I mean coats, I'm talking about coats, like jackets, <laughs> right? Like our soul is like this, this little guy, this little, this little being of light. And we put on three coats. We put on three jackets over it. First, we put on the coat of mind, the coat of cause. Then we put on the coat of emotion or vibration, which is the astral coat. And finally, we put on the flesh suit. We put on the body. Now, I've talked extensively about beliefs, and I will go even deeper into beliefs in some of the coming podcast episodes. It's something that I've received as a download while I was in the jungle, and I need to express that download. I need to give you guys that message, but I won't do it today. I'm going to give it over time. Today, I want to talk about intention and how to be hyper-focused in the moment, on the present, and in what you're doing. Now, brothers, have you ever heard anyone tell you, if you knew you had six months to live, what would you do? Have you ever had anybody ask you that? If you knew you had six months to live, if you knew your life was going to end in six months, what would you do? What would you do for those six months? Or similarly, but not the same, have you ever had anybody say to you, live today like it was your last day on earth, right? Carpe diem, seize the day. I'm sure you've heard this before. The former is like creating a wish list or bucket list, and the latter is more about living life to its fullest. But both are bound in conjecture and illusion. Both are erroneous thought experiments, and both are distractions and distortions from the truth. Look, brothers, here's the deal. If you really had six months to live, would you be aiming at an intention? Would you really have an intention? Any intention. Think about that. If you had six months to live, what would be the point of intention? There would be no point of intention. You have six months to live. There is no point. You know you're going to die. It's almost like, I'm just giving up. It's over. It's done. Would you really be maximizing your time as a human? If you had six months to live, would you be maximizing that time the same way you would knowing that you were going to live for six years or 60 years? Would you be living as your highest self? Really ask yourself. I mean, really ask yourself. Use some introspection. Go deep on this one. Take a moment and do this thought experiment. Imagine it's not a hypothetical question. Imagine that you won't live to see 2023. Now, I know that might sound morbid. <laughs> you might be like, whoa, coach, slow down here. I don't want to think about my death. But think about it. Just let yourself imagine what you would be doing if this was the last six months you were going to live. You were not going to see 2023. December 31st, 2022 is your last day in this body. That's it. What would you be doing with your days? Now, brothers, I strongly doubt you'd be out there in the world doing all the things you've dreamed of doing in your life, right? Now, I mean, think about it, because when people ask you this question, they usually want to know, what are your big dreams? What are your big goals? What would you be doing if you were out there living each day to the fullest, if you were out there with only six months to live? What would you be doing? How would you be out there maximizing your time and your potential? But really think about it. If you had six months to live, what difference does it make if you learn how to skydive? What difference does it make if you jump out of a plane? Great, you jumped out of a plane. So what? It's not something you're going to take with you into the astral realms. And do you really think you'd want to see the Grand Canyon or the pyramids of Egypt? It's like, yeah, I've got six months to live. I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to see the Grand Canyon. I'm going to go to Egypt and see the Great Pyramid of Giza. Really? What would you be doing? Would you be spending all of your time with your family? You'd probably want to quit your job and stay home with your wife and kids. Or go home and see your mom and dad or your brothers and sisters or whatever you call family and friends be traveling around the world doing all the sightseeing. See, that's what people think that you're going to answer, right? They think that you're going to answer, oh yeah, I want to have all these big dreams. I got this big bucket list of things I want to do. If I had six months to live, I'd just go do them. But you wouldn't. 
Because when people ask this question, they're seeking to know what your dreams are. But the big experiences you want to have before you die are really not about in six months. The truth is, when you really talk to people who are truly terminally ill, like really know that they only got six months to live, they aren't out there cruising the seven seas or jumping out of airplanes. They're not out there making $100,000 bets on black at the roulette table in Vegas. They're not out there driving a Ferrari down Fifth Avenue. They are with their families. They know that all those experiences aren't going with them into the next life. And they just want to share the time that they have left with the people they love the most. And when we are really honest with ourselves, I think most of us would be in the same mindset. And we'd make the same choice. So when somebody asks you what your dreams are, and they say, if you knew you were going to die in six months, what would you do? I want to offer that you recognize that the question will not elicit your highest self because the question itself is not well formed. The other is a statement aimed at the same outcome, to get the best out of you. Live today, like it was your last day on earth. However, the reality of it is the same. If today was your last day on earth, brother, what would you really want to be doing? Probably the same thing you were doing the previous six months leading up to your last day, which is to spend time with your family and loved ones. To truly live each day as if it was your last is a nice idea. It's a nice sentiment. Get the most out of this day. Suck up all the life you possibly can out of each moment. I don't disagree with that as a concept. The truth is, the moment is all we ever have. However, when the statement comes through the mind as live today as if it was your last, there can be a lot of room for misinterpretation. There can be a lot of room for distortion, which leads to some really outrageous answers. Look, guys, I've asked men these questions before. I am guilty of the absurdity of this form of inquiry. One of the reasons I'm aware of how erroneous these questions are has to do with the answers I've received when I asked them. I've had guys give me all kinds of wild answers that have had nothing to do with the attention behind the inquiry. If today was my last day alive, I'd drown myself in hookers and cocaine. I've had people tell me that. If I had six months to live, I'd max out my credit cards, sell all my assets, and spend the rest of my money on a huge party. If today was my last day alive, I'd punch my boss in the face. If I had six months to live, I'd go to Vegas and get married to a showgirl. I mean, look, brothers, I've heard it all. And you can plug anything you want into these, and I've probably heard it before. If I had six months to live, I'd go to Hollywood and I'd get married to a Hollywood celebrity, an actress, right? Or I'd kick my boss in the balls, right? I've heard all the different variations of these. It makes no sense because none of that is coming from the highest self. None of it is coming from the alpha state. It's all coming from the mindset of, it's over, I give up. <laughs> my life is over, I give up, nothing matters, I'm just going to throw it all away. Furthermore, as I mentioned earlier, it's not really what people do. It's just the wild imagination acting up out of a carnal desire. Look, if you had six months to live, would you really move to Vegas and marry a woman you don't know and spend the last remaining time with your current body in a relationship that is unknown and undeveloped? I mean, ask yourself, would you really do that? Really, brother? Maybe you would. I don't know. I doubt it, but I don't know. You would probably quit your job, right? Even if you loved your work, you'd probably quit your job. Why? Because unless that is what you want to be spending your time doing, then there's no reason to continue doing it. The truth is, I would keep doing this podcast. If I had six months to live, brothers, I would tell you guys I had six months to live, and I would keep doing this podcast, and I would keep coaching. However, there are certain things that I wouldn't do anymore. There are parts of my work that I do for structure that I would stop doing because the structure wouldn't matter anymore. I probably wouldn't update the website anymore. 
because it doesn't really matter. Websites, why, why would I update it? I'll still do the podcast. I'll still put this out there. I'll still work with my guys. But there are certain things I just wouldn't do. There's certain parts of my work that have to do with structure that just don't matter if I only have six months. And that time, I wouldn't want to be putting that time in. All of a sudden, time becomes the most precious commodity, but not due to abundance, due to scarcity, because now you're down to six months. And that is the point, brothers. These questions don't elicit your higher self because they are formed out of scarcity. They are formed out of a lack of time. Time scarcity. Time is against you in these scenarios. So I want to introduce you to another mindset. One that a friend of mine and I have been practicing with amazing results, just amazing results, results that I cannot even begin to explain to you. I'd love to have him come up on this podcast so that he could explain to you as a testimonial some of the results we've had just by practicing this mindset. Rather than showing up with a mindset of scarcity and tuning your attention into last day or last six months, which again is a tuning into scarcity. I want to suggest that you ask yourself a different question when focusing on the day, when focusing on the task, and when focusing on the moment. And the question is this, what if your life depended on it? Now, hold on. Stop right there, coach, right? Now, what am I saying here? I will explain, but first, I just want you to think about that. Let that thought sink in. What if your life depended on it? Now, there's no scarcity here. Time is not short. Nothing is in lack. Nothing is scarce. You may be thinking, well, my life is scarce, coach. You're threatening my life. My life depends on what I'm doing, so my life must be scarce. Your life depends on what you're doing, but I want you to look at this closely with me. Whatever you apply this to, it is as if your life depended on it. How does that sound? Does it sound dangerous? Does it sound deadly? Does it sound risky? You can view it in that way if you choose. However, I want to offer you another interpretation. I'm not suggesting that you approach each moment, each task as if if you made a mistake in the execution that you would die. This is not a threat. It's not a threatening thought to say, what if my life depended on it? That kind of mindset might drive you into a fear of acting at all. Well, if my life depended on it, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it because it's too risky. It's not about death, brother. It's about life. It's about living. It's about acting as if your life depended on it. Look, brother, intention is a powerful force. When you put your intention into something, you generally get your desired outcome returned. An intention is a goal, a desired outcome in the future. However, when you put your intention into a present action, it's like you're bringing the future goal into the present in order to manifest the desired outcome. And I'll discuss this further in future podcasts as it relates to some of the downloads I've received during my time in the jungle. As I told you, I will do that. For now, I just want to offer that when you have a specific intention in mind when you act, that intention paints a target, it paints a bullseye on the result. Consider the intention as if my life depended on it. Brother, your very life force is at one with the action. You have merged your life force, your energy with the action. The action is being executed as if your life depended on it. Your life force is there. You're putting your life into the moment. All of your attention, all of your focus, all of your power, all of your mind, all of your energy, everything you are put into a single movement, a single moment. This is a powerful way to access and utilize your highest self. And I want you to stay with me on this, brother, because I want you to see if you can apply this in your life this week. This one simple move will make a huge difference in the physical realm of your life, in the life of actions. Actions are of the body. They are of the outer shell of the soul. They have power only in this realm. 
However, their power is high due to the nature of the third dimension. They are the weakest expression of who we are, however, they are the way we build and balance karma in this life, in this form. So pay attention to your actions. Use your energy and your mind to focus on your actions, to give them power and intention. It will come from your highest self when you have aligned your energy, your mind, and your body. This will create a quantum effect within the vehicle. Begin to practice this with everything. Everything. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you do? It's not a test. I'm not testing you. (laughs) I'm not testing your morning routine, blood. All I'm asking is what is the first thing you do? There's no right or wrong answer here. What's the first thing you do? I'll give you some examples. Do you kiss your wife? Do you kiss your girlfriend, right? You wake up in the morning, you roll over, you open your eyes, and there's this beautiful female creature, this beautiful female form, this beautiful feminine energy lying next to you asleep. What's the first thing you do? Do you give her a kiss? Give her a kiss on her shoulder, on her cheek, on her forehead? Do you pick up your phone? Do you roll to the other side? Look at your night table. Grab your phone and take a look at it. Do you get out of bed and brush your teeth? Do you go into the bathroom, start brushing your teeth, start getting in the shower, do your grooming for the day? Do you get out of bed and throw on your shoes? Do you get on your shorts and shoes and go for a run? Whatever you do, do it as if your life depended on it. Kiss your partner as if your life depended on it. Imagine that. Imagine what that would be like. How would you kiss your partner if your life depended on it? Think about it. Close your eyes and think about that. Your life depends on it. It's like the first time you've ever kissed her. Might be the last time you ever kiss her. It's the only time you ever get to kiss her. What kind of a kiss would that be? How much passion, how much love, how much intention and connection would you put into that simple action that you've probably executed hundreds of times before? Imagine that kiss. Imagine what that would be like if your life depended on it. If you put everything, all of your energy, all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your soul into your lips, into your lips in that moment, just to give her a kiss as if your life depended on it. Look into her eyes as if your life depended on it. What would that look be like? How would you gaze into her eyes as if your life depended on it? How would you see her differently? How would you take in all the different contours and contrasts and colors and shapes and shadows and forms that you've seen hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times before, but you never really looked because your life didn't depend on it. You didn't have the intention of paying attention with your energy, with your soul of looking and really seeing. Look at her, smell her, touch her like you've never touched her before as if your life depended on it. Brush your teeth as if your life depended on it. I know it's wild, brother, but think about it. What would that experience be like? Think about it or just do it. Look, just do it. Try it. Give it a shot. Right? You, you have a toothbrush. Maybe you're at home right now. Go brush your teeth. Go brush your teeth as if your life depended on it. As if your life depended on it. You would get every tooth. You would make sure that every single tooth got some attention, front and back, making sure not to miss anything. You would brush up and down and left and right and sideways and circular. You'd brush with intention, with purpose, with focus on each and every tooth, as well as the gums and the spaces in between the teeth. Make sure you got in every nook and cranny, back in the molars, 
down below the teeth, in the gums, you'd brush around the tongue, around the lips, behind the lips. Nothing would go unchecked and nothing would go uncleaned because you're paying attention because all of your mind, all of your heart is in that action as if your life depended on it, as if you have some outer force watching you, watching you saying this time is the time that this person, this man, this human will brush his teeth and he will do it as if his life depends on it. You would pay so much attention to that simple act. How often do we brush our teeth? Two, three times a day? We brush our teeth a couple times a day, and you know what? We probably don't even pay attention. We probably have to pay no attention. We use the same hand. We use the same motions. We follow the same patterns. We do the same thing over and over and over again. There's no attention in it. There's no intention in it. Same thing with kissing our girlfriend, kissing our wife. It's the same. We just do it. It's a peck on the cheek. When we look at her, we quickly gloss the eyes over. When we touch her when we smell her in the morning. We just quickly get out of bed, like as if she wasn't even there. Intention, brothers. Pay attention to everything in your life. Everything in your life as if your life depended on it. Not as if it was the last day of your life, right? Because then there may be some attention, but then there's that scarcity, then there's that fear, then there's that neediness, right? And not as if you had six months to live either. If you had six months to live, what difference does it make how you brush your teeth? You probably would stop brushing your teeth, right? Because who cares? Like, that's a waste of time. My teeth are going to fall out. Who, so what? Right? I got six months to live. It's my last day alive. I'm not going to waste my time brushing my teeth. That's ridiculous. You might spend time with your woman. You might spend time with your wife, with your girlfriend, right? With your loved ones. But when we get to brushing your teeth, ah, so what? Who cares? Like, forget it. But is this your life dependent on it? Now we're talking something. Now we're into something. Now we're beginning to understand something different. Now we're beginning to have this attention and focus in the action. We're giving so much energy to the action that it becomes excellent, that it becomes virtuous. It becomes a a statement of virtuosity to perform the common uncommonly well. What about picking up your phone as if your life depended on it? What does that mean to you? Why are you looking at your phone to begin with? For what purpose? Do you have a purpose or is it pure habit and distortion? If you do have a purpose, then execute that purpose as if your life depended on it with intention, with meaning, with motive, with mission. I'm grabbing my phone and I'm looking at it with intention. I'm checking whatever it is I need to check. I'm checking my emails or I'm checking my apps or I'm checking my games or I'm checking my whatevers, whatever happens on the phone these days. But pay attention to what you're doing on the phone. Give it your attention as if your life depended on it. Many of you may discover that you have no intention with the phone, that it is a distraction and that you begin to spend less time with it due to a lack of purpose. Drink a glass of water as if your life depended on it. Eat your breakfast as if your life depended on it. Brothers, what would that be like? What would your meals be like if you ate and drank as if your life depended on it? How often do we eat food? How often do you eat? Do you eat once a day? Are you a once a meal a day kind of guy, the OMAD? Are you a six meal a day kind of guy? Makes no difference. How often are we eating? How many meals have you consumed in your lifetime? And how many of those meals have been unconscious? How many of those meals have you just slammed into your face, into your stomach? What would they be like if you ate and drank as if your life depended on it? What would it be like if you looked at your food? If you sat down with a plate of food in front of you and you really, really looked at it, you took in all the shapes, all the colors, all the shadows, you really took a look at what it is you were going to put into your stomach, into your body. What if you smelled the food before you ate it? What if you took a moment just to savor the aromas and the scents that were coming from it, whether it's raw food or whether it's cooked food, whether it's spiced or whether it's bland, whatever it is, smell it. What does it smell like? 
savor it, eat it and savor the flavors and the textures of what it's like to be in your mouth, to begin the process of digestion with the enzymes that are already breaking down the food that's in your mouth. Chew each bite as if your life depended on it and make sounds while you eat, brothers. Engage with the pleasure that the nourishment brings you. Enjoy your food. Enjoy what's happening in that moment. Be grateful for all of it. The food is nourishing you and blessing you and keeping you alive. Be grateful. Be completely present with the intention of eating for all the subtlety that exists around that action. The nourishment, the pleasure, the digestion, the gratitude. Eat as if your life depended on it. Play with your kids as if your life depended on it. Drive to work as if your life depended on it. Which is not to say rushed or in a hurry. Be careful with this, right? I'm not saying as if your life depended on it. Like you need to get there, get there, get there, get there. I'm talking about as if your life depended on it. I'm talking about with excellence. I'm talking about with virtuosity. I'm talking about with intention and attention and focus. This is not about time scarcity, remember. This is about being completely present with the excellence and perfection of the action itself. Drive as if your life depended on it with 100% focus on the action itself. Pay attention to where your hands are on the steering wheel, where your foot is on the pedal, where the other cars are around you, with the way the seat feels under you, with the way the environment, the air feels around you. Pay attention to all of it. You are in command of a mechanized vehicle. You are the operator of a giant moving mass of molecules. Do your push-ups as if your life depended on it. Listen to your friends as if your life depended on it. Dance with that woman as if your life depended on it. Read that book as if your life depended on it. Run your business as if your life depended on it. Treat your body as if your life depended on it. And brothers, live your life as if your life depended on it. From the micro to the macro, brother, from each little moment in time to the totality of what we experience in a lifetime, practice this in the micro and it will spill into the macro. When you accomplish putting all of your intention into the moment, you will know how to put it into a month. When you learn how to give all of your intention to a task, you will know how to give it to your business. When you learn how to give all of your intention to a kiss, you will know how to give it to a relationship. It all begins now here and now. This is true intention. Give each moment with full focus. Give each moment your full focus. When you slip off and lose focus, when your mind shifts away from the present and into a thought in the mental plane, that's okay. Simply become aware and bring yourself back to here and now and re-engage with intention in what you're doing as if your life depended on it. Look at things like you've never looked at things before and you will begin to see. Listen to people like you've never listened to people before and you will begin to hear. Touch things like you've never touched them before and you will begin to feel. Smell and taste as if your life depended on it and you will start to understand. Become one with your actions and you will become one with all things. Brothers, you will learn this and more in the tribe. The new class of the tribe begins September, and this will be the last class of 2022. If you've been thinking about enrolling in the tribe or getting a coach certification, now is the time to do it. Everything changes in 2023. And I want to make sure those of you that want to learn this methodology have the chance to enroll before those changes take effect. 
I'm going to be adding a new program to the Alpha Male brand, which may postpone the next class of the tribe for a couple months into 2023. So don't hesitate in reaching out if you are ready to take your journey to the next level and want to learn to guide others using the Alpha Male methodology. I'll give you more on this in the coming episodes. Thank you, brothers. Thank you for your attention and intention. Practice your intention this week. And until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.